going on guys it's saturday and that means today's the day for casual film critic uh i'm peyton and i'm here with dylan and matthew and this week we're going to be talking about bohemian rhapsody the story of um freddie mercury and queen guys how are you feeling today i'm feeling good I'm feeling gravy feeling wonderful feeling gravy not so gravy great. that's like yeah that's probably a good way to say how you It's like a mix between smooth and greasy. You know what I mean? Because uh, gravy is like delicious, but. Matthew is a greasy. Well, it's greasy. also, I don't know, six days from Thanksgiving? Five days from Thanksgiving? Yes, it is. Three days. Yeah. So it's a very fitting time. Very fitting time to feel gravy. <laughs> Dylan, what's going on with you? Feeling good. Not so much gravy, more turkey. Feeling more turkey? Yeah, turkey. Um, this was a movie you were big into seeing, man. Um, as a fan of Queen, uh, just to kick things off, do you feel like the the story was told well? I think the story was told well. I think there's a couple issues with like casting. Like, like which one? Freddie Mercury. Like, you didn't like that guy. I, it's not that. I like the guy. I just don't think that they picked the right guy to play Freddie Mercury. Because when you look at like the pictures, Freddie Mercury looks a lot different than that guy. But the band members, if you like, look at the band members, um, they look exactly like Queen does, yeah. or did. They look like straight out of the eighties. Yeah, they guys. look like with their hairspray. The hair, stuff. dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, a hundred percent like resemblance to them. And then they just like over exaggerated features of Freddie Mercury. I think with that dude. His teeth. Dude, his teeth. All right, his teeth are bad. Like that is like a staple of Freddie Mercury. But they weren't jutting straight forward out of his face bad like they made it in the movie. Yeah. I thought it was funny how, like, one of the band members was a dentist, and he mm-hmm. had, like, those terrible teeth. And, like, there could have been so many dentist jokes and, like, teeth jokes in that movie. Do we know if that's true? Well, that, like, yeah, he's he studying was. to be a dentist, yeah, and the other actually, one was studying to be, that's like, an astrophysicist or something? After you saw the movie, I went, um, I was, like, just doing, like, more research on Queen to like, try to find out more about him. Yeah. But you know the guy who was studying astrophysics? Yeah. He's a doctor now, <laughs> and he um, builds rocket ships. Yep, that's what his Twitter bio is. You go from a rock star to a uh, astrophysicist. That's like such a, a rocket man. <laughs> to a rocket man. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's like, such a good like career path, man. He's yeah. doing great for himself. What were you in a past life? I was queen. You were queen. Yeah. What are you now? <laughs> a rocket, rocket scientist. scientist. Yeah. I was queen. You know. So um. Freddie Mercury is played by, what is it, Rami Malik? Yeah, something like that. Rami Malik. I thought he had a very good performance. I thought so. No, his performance was good. I just don't His range of emotion. Yeah. He played the character well. Especially when it started to get into the, like, last half of the movie. He had, like, very distinct mannerisms and stuff. I don't know how true it is to Freddie Mercury, but to the character that they made, it was really good. Yeah. Mm. That actually brings me to a point. The other night, I was telling Matthew, was it last night? Maybe. No, it was two nights ago. And uh, I was telling Matthew, I went and um, watched like the actual live performance from Live Aid. Okay. They got every detail down like exactly right. So you know, like the Pepsi uh, cups, cups yeah. and like the beer on them. They have the exact positions for those. Right? Oh really? Okay. They have I was wondering if that was like. Yeah, I was wondering if that was like Hollywood, like. Pepsi cutting a check to Hollywood, or like no, if that was true, actually, yeah. true to the form. Um, dang, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. The whole scene was exactly the same as like their live aid performance, which like 
adds more like depth to it to me. Like, if it was just like them showing like a concert, quote unquote, like at the end of the movie, just some random concert, it wouldn't have been like as much. But since they got all the details like right, I thought it was a lot cooler. Yeah, I mean, I knew nothing about Queen going in, and really, like, the only thing I knew about Freddie Mercury was like his exaggerated movements on stage, mm-hmm. which I think they. I don't know. They did a good job. They probably did a good job showing that. Yeah, um, this movie made me recognize like how big Queen was, or like how um, innovative they were. Because to me, when I hear '80s music, I hear like people talk about ACDC or Led Zeppelin, but I, Queen doesn't really seem up there like in stuff that people talk about the '80s about. And like this movie was like basically said, these are the best guys of the '80s, and they made music that was better than anybody else. I think. Yeah, I. I think the whole, like, um, biopic thing, especially, like, about musicians, is, like, about to become, like, a very uh, common thing. Yeah, dude, they, they had commercials for, for Elton John. Elton John, yeah. yeah, Elton John one, and I think they're talking about doing one for Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd coming soon. I got you. I think it just, like, it makes such an easy movie, because, one, they have such, like, big stories to tell, especially, like... 80s rock stars mm-hmm. like the life they were living yeah. back then it wasn't lavish man and also um just the fact that uh they always have such good soundtracks that like even if the movie isn't engaging you like yeah the music does because like you're one you're either familiar with it or like it's just like it was produced to be like on an album like it wasn't a movie soundtrack it's specific to each yeah artist I like how they did that with um, A Star is Born. They made it seem like it was also a biopic, you know? Because, like, they had the soundtrack that went with the movie rather than... I don't know, like, how to describe it. It's almost like they recorded the soundtrack before they did the movie. They may have. I don't even have it. Yeah. But in the movie, um, like, it's kind of funny you say that because there were parts where I could have not been paying attention to what was going on, but, like, when they were making Bohemian Rhapsody, like, yeah. it was really the song that was, like, bringing up all these emotions rather than actual what they were showing. So it's, like, a perfect mesh of, like, storytelling and then the ability to, like, bring a nostalgic emotion through a song that everybody really likes. I hope the stories of how those songs were written are, like, pretty true to the... I hope pretty so, Pretty true, because, um, like, when he was sitting at the piano playing... Um, it was like love something or love of my life uh, yeah i've never even heard that song sounds like i don't know i should probably play it might be a good song but um he's sitting there like playing on the piano and you like you can feel a lot of like the emotion when he's like doing it and like you can see like maybe freddie mercury was up one night like late like this writing a song about his wife and like realizes he's gay like at the same time like i hope that's kind of true do you think that was when he realized it i don't think that's when he Realize it. I think that's when he like finally like accepted it. Yeah, yeah, like he came to terms with like. It seemed like yeah in the beginning of the movie where they were showing him like younger before he cut the hair, you know, that he was um trying to like deny it almost like like you see that scene like where he sees the trucker and goes into like or assumedly goes into the bathroom with him. Yeah. But then, um, <laughs> but then like he goes home like with his wife and he's like denying it basically. Yeah. I don't know that it was denial to me. It seemed like that trucker scene, it seemed more like um, interest. Curiosity like, comment? Yeah. Okay. That's what it seemed like to me. But with his wife, it definitely seemed like he was 
not ashamed of it, but trying to bury it down. And I think with himself, he was not burying it down, but with others, he was. Yeah. Like, he was comfort- He was totally comfortable with it in his own mind, but not sharing it with others. I feel bad for, uh, what was her name? Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think that was such a good story to tell in itself. Like, yeah. they highlighted on her way more than... I, I would have expected, like, mm-hmm. you, you would just be like, oh, Freddie Mercury, like, had this wife, and then that's it, like, mm-hmm. but, um, they definitely tell the story of, like, them two, and, like, how they were connected, and yeah. how it caused him a lot of, like, stress to, like, feel this way about someone, but also, like, no, he yeah. doesn't, like, you can't, he yeah. can't be with her, like, they did it really work. well from a film perspective, too, with, like, Maybe the whole symbolism of, like, there would be scenes of him standing, Freddie Mercury, and then the guy that he was kind of having a romantic relationship with and his wife on the other side. Um, and you, like it was kind of like the devil on one shoulder and then the um, angel on the other where he has these two sides to him and it's like physically represented on screen. Are you talking about um, like Mary and then that guy, Paul? Yeah, the Paul. guy with the mustache? Yeah. I would just like Wait, to which say. one? There were, bo- there were so many mustaches, mustaches. in this movie. <laughs> right. was bring back the mustache, yeah. guys. So, <laughs> there was Paul, who was the fucking asshole that no Yeah, one the really dickhead, liked. yeah. So and that's there was the Jim. Yeah, Jim okay. was the guy at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. So was it Paul on one side and then his... Yes. Okay. Almost like... Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. On that would be... That's yeah. such a great shot, I feel yeah. like. And it happened then and then it happened at the end where it was like a different message, though, where... Um, the the wiser guy with the mustache. I don't know. Remember Jim. His name. Jim. His Jim. name was Jim. Yeah. Yeah. And then his ex-wife were like standing next to each other, but like they were embracing each other, and so it was like the two sides of him finally mm-hmm. like Coming came together. together. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was showing. Um. Or I did like a lot of like research after that because it got me like really more interested in like the history. Like I've been listening to like Queen music since I was like a kid. And it got me, like, after watching this, I was like, okay, there's more to them than, like, just being a band. Like, there was, like, an actual story behind their shit. And, um, apparently, like, these are all, like, stories, like, that have been recounted by, like, the other band members, by Paul, by, um, Mary, by all these, like, people, like, that were actually there. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a culmination of all these people's, like, ideas of what happened. Yeah. So we don't. It's cool because like we don't know like if that's actually what happened because we don't. Freddie Mercury, we have no idea. He's yeah, not like behind closed yeah. doors kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We have no idea about like some of that stuff. Yeah. But because of like how much he involved people in his life, like if you like, like watching the movie, you realize how like how deeply he gets people involved like with himself. Like with Mary, he met her like once at that fucking bar, mm-hmm. then goes and finds her, and then like basically they're together the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, an aspect of his life in, like, every single moment. And Paul becomes such a big aspect in his life. And the band is... And they all know so much about him. But then, like, it makes me think, like, what if he was still alive to, like, tell us the stuff that they don't know? You know? Right, yeah. It's funny that you say behind closed doors because mm-hmm. I was thinking about um, when we were listening to that song that Queen and David Bowie had together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just within the light of gay culture as a general, like... How many rock stars were really like bisexual or gay? So you know? many, dude. And so I, many. How, how that blows yeah. like the whole image of a rock star like out of the water, you know? Do you, you feel like that like 
you feel like that blows the image of a rock oh, star yeah. out of the water? Oh, yeah. I don't think it, like, not in, like, a tainting kind of way, mm-hmm. but it's just, like, everyone always described rock stars as, like, you know, tons of groupies, bunch of beer, like, that was their thing. Women but, and... Yeah. Right, exactly. Women and drugs. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Exactly. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> but in this, it's kind of saying, like, sex with anybody. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, girls. Yeah. It was just, Even like, little children. They were doing guys. Everything. What? <laughs> no, that's, like, seriously a thing. For real? Apparently, like... Uh, with who, for example? I don't know Freddie Mercury. Let me... No, Freddie Mercury... Before I say anything, like... If you say Freddie Mercury, let's, let's, uh, Don't self-incriminate yourself, man. Yeah. You mean Kevin Spacey? <laughs> no, but even, like, even back then, it was, like... 14 year old, 15 year old girls would get on the tour bus with like oh, these rock stars. Oh, in the yeah. 80s. I thought you were talking okay, about I way younger. I was thinking no, like I'm talking about like nine okay. ten. Way too young. <laughs> too young. You. Yes, yes. I think it's obviously Definitely too, too young. young but but it, I don't want to say more acceptable because that sounds fucking horrible, but it's obviously a little more acceptable than like a 10 year old girl being yeah. on a tour bus. That's for I sure. Know. It definitely rock star culture. Um, I feel like there's definitely like way more bisexual rock stars than like. You would think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I guess that probably comes out now more than anything. Like, yeah. So, like what I've seen, like looking at like the entire like '80s rock scene, is that it was less about like the gender and less about like their sexual orientation, and more about like being experimental. Like Queen, since they started in the '70s, and like they started making that like experimental music that no one's heard before. Everyone else is like, oh shit. They kind of define like the '80s generation of being an experimental generation. Like, and I feel like we've had this conversation before about, like, how you guys don't necessarily like the 80s in terms of music. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so, the difference is, in the 70s, there was, like, hard rock, Led Zeppelin, um, all these, like, let's see, Black Sabbath, all these hard bands. And then, when Queen came around in the late 70s, they were like, okay, we're going to try to redefine the genre. And then, everyone else was trying to be experimental like Queen, but no one does it as well as Queen, obviously, because... Mm-hmm. They were, like, the fucking pioneers of it. Yeah. And I feel like that's why a lot of people don't like the 80s is because everyone was trying to, like, be experimental and different from, like, the previous generations. Well, I don't like the 80s personally because um, it's just not, like, my sound. I like classic rock, but I don't like rock, if that makes sense. Like, I like a kind of twangy, not twangy, but, like, (laughs) not country. We're not going into country roads. But um, Southern rock, more like a. Uh, it almost has like a groove or like a smooth to the sound of the guitars, mm-hmm. rather than like hardcore, like shredding, like yeah, metal shred. music. Yeah, yes, yeah. And it like classic rock does have those moments. Like I don't know if Queen's considered classic rock, but anything that predates the '90s is considered classic rock, right? Okay. Well, yeah, like they would have guitar solos, and like that I love because it's not overwhelming. It's just like that one single. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. Yeah. Dude, another one bites the dust. That bass oh, riff. Oh, that was so that Watching was cool. him just, like, start playing that bass riff while everyone's fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I also hope that was true, because that's, like, a great story. Yeah, dude, because, like, in movies now, they show fight scenes with that in the background, if that makes sense. Okay, like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, good that, fight yeah, scene yeah. will have, like, another one bites the dust. And, like, in Iron Man 2, they have... Is that uh, yeah, dude, they really? have um, Rhodey and Robert Downey Jr. fighting each other. In... Two, another one. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that takes on a whole new meaning then. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Did they say that was for, like, a club song, though? 
No, so yeah, yeah, yeah. at first it was because like Freddie Mercury was like, I want to make like disco and club music that like people can like move to, mm-hmm. and then like they all started fighting because um, Roger, the drummer, was like, Yeah, we don't we don't do that shit. We're Queen. We make rock music, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I feel like what he was doing. I think his name was Brian. Was it the baseball? Yeah, bass player was Brian. What he was doing was trying to like merge everyone's like interests together, and he did it so well with like the deep like kind of I don't know how to like describe it, but like it was it was bass, dude. Yeah, it was it just was like a bass, bass guitar, and it just sounded like amazing. But the bass guitar was so um, had multi platform. Yeah, like um, it could have been a beat to like a disco song. Yeah, that or, bass like, line, a funk song. That bass line would like slap in the club in oh, the eighties. Yeah, I'm dude, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like. I don't think I can, like, pick a single person, like, off the street, like, that's at least our age or, like, within, like, three years of us that doesn't know a Queen song if you play it. Like, they might not know that it's by Queen, but if you play a song, they're like, oh, I've heard this before. Um, freaking, there was a song in the movie that was, like, Queen sings this song? Which one? Yeah, there are a couple ones like that. Um, I think it was, let me look it up now, um. For me, it was definitely another one bites the dust. I did not know that was Queen. That I wouldn't was, have thought that was Queen. Either. We are the champions. I knew Queen. The champions. Yeah. I, just, I knew Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> my um. issue is that like, I grew up basically from the time I was four years old in a like car with my dad listening mm-hmm. to rock music. So I have a bit of bias like going into it. Yeah, but you're naming um every time you say like a character's name, you're naming like the actual band member instead yeah. of like the way they were. Because in the movie, uh, like you said, Brian earlier, um, and his name in the movie is oh wait no 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 that's just his uh, that's really? his, that's the actor's name yeah never mind yeah but, I guess yeah. they would have stayed with the real names yeah it was about Queen Peyton <laughs> I gotcha yeah but no like I've like listened to pretty much all of Queen I've listened to like so many albums because if you like if you go to my house. You can open up, like, there's six different drawers. Okay. Hmm? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show Matthew when he comes next weekend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But no, we have, like, six Pause. full drawers. Okay. We have six full drawers under our TV stand that are filled with tapes and CDs that my mom and my dad have collected. I think we have every Queen album, almost every Van Halen album, like, just stacks of, like, songs. And then in our basement, we have... Maybe like a five foot stack of uh, records, which is just. So, what's your favorite Queen song? My favorite Queen song is Bohemian Rhapsody. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yeah. All right. Like, yeah. that's every time they played that, that it, was just, it hit some kind of string in that movie. Yeah, they, I think Everyone it was the it. first time that played. Or maybe when they were playing. I got like actual goosebumps at one of the I, songs. I think it was <laughs> um, when they played it at Live Aid or when he first did yeah. the riff mm-hmm. on the piano I had yeah. I had several moments like that just cause like sitting back like I was 7 years old like sitting with my dad in like our kitchen like making dinner or something and a Queen song comes on and then like I'm watching the movie and I see where the song comes from and like I would just get chills like, yeah, like, which, like moments, oh, wow. which kind of moments are you talking about uh, like when they were making Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. when they were making another one Bites the Dust at the very end I got chills like during the whole like Live Aid concert, just because like, I feel like we connected like like they made you connect with Freddie Mercury a lot in that movie, and just like seeing him give like his last like, his like final I don't know how to like describe it, but hurrah yeah his final hurrah like 
it's just kind of like, wow, that's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'd agree. That last Bohemian Rhapsody kind mm-hmm. of um, summarized like the whole movie because he's like he's talking about his mom, he's talking about yeah. just like all these things that transpired in the movie, and it was it felt kind of meta where it was like he, he had knew. thought of this before. Yeah, he had known before any of it even happened, and it take it feels like it takes on more weight mm-hmm. at the end. Him reconnecting with his parents, like and like his dad, like actually hugging him, and like getting a tear in his eye. That dude, I almost cried. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't I, almost. I, cry, I really got a little like, emotional, yeah. which makes me feel like a bitch. But like that was like a, it was a powerful scene. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I feel like um, they could have just shown them performing Bohemian Rhapsody like at the Live Aid concert. That's yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like that's my biggest concern about it, or not concern, but just like drawback from mm-hmm. the movie was that last part kind of just drug on for a little bit. It was more of like, uh, it was more about the sound than it was like the film. Yeah. Um, I did like how like you watched him reconnect with everyone in his life. Like, yeah. and you saw for the, like the end of the movie you saw, he had this positive relationship with his name was Jim, right? Jim. Yeah. Yeah. He had a positive relationship. You see him turn over like to look at, Mary and Jim, and they're both smiling at him. Yeah. When he's like on the piano, like singing mm-hmm. for the last time. Like, yeah. Yeah. It definitely ends. All the loose ends get tied, and it's a really a feel good movie. Mm-hmm. So, I read that that is like, I can guarantee over anything else in the movie, like that I've like read about, that that part is true, because Mary like went to his house when, uh, what's his Paul was there, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You gotta stop fucking up." like you're ruining like your relationships with everybody and he like when he after he got tested and everything like after he figured out his shit he like genuinely wanted to like make a change in himself because like he said like he's gonna he wants to just like make music before he dies and that was like yeah. the pure essence of him yeah. and um it was just like he went around and to talk to all the people that like really impacted him and like just fixed everything that he had fucked up yeah I was going to ask you guys, do you think that's, like, redemption is, like, at the end of your life, regardless of how much you fucked up, if you can tie those loose ends, like... Almost. I don't know if it's redemption necessarily, but, yeah, like, I just your final your final word, does that make you who you are? I don't think... I don't think what you say last yeah. does. I don't know. No, I think, I think those last... As long as, like... I feel like if the last words are true to who you were as a person, like even like deep down because you see him in the beginning of the movie just like a kid who wants to make music and like you like draw a parallel you see him it's almost like similar to the stars born like how they kind of like change throughout the movie mm-hmm. and like they get like she gets overloaded with like the pop stardom he gets overloaded with like being the number one figure on yeah. the planet and I then would... he comes back down to earth once he realizes like i'm still a human i'm not like yeah, above you. i really like what you just said about that where um, it kind of makes me think, like, at the end of his life, he, um, it's more, um, ob- not obvious, but he really shows his intentions, mm-hmm. because, like, mm-hmm. like, in his life, in, in everyone's life, your intentions can be good, but they get skewed by, like, what's going on around you, you know what I mean? And at the end of his life, he kind of saw, to- saw the totality of everything, um, and he saw, like, the limited time he had left. Um, really just kind of forgot all about that for his, like, pure intentions. So, I don't know. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I don't think, like, what he did in, like, the final part was his defining feature. I think it just takes you back to, like, oh, shit. He never, like, actually lost that. It just kind of got clopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just, I was very impressed with the movie. It was, it made me feel good just, like, being able to see that. I like to see that with, like, more bands and concepts that I grew up with, like, in mid-90s, like, that skater concept. Just, like, it takes me back to, like, when I was a kid. And, like, this movie takes me back to when I was, like, a little kid, like, trying to, like, get into music and stuff. It's just, I like movies that do that. Like Yeah. I like it, and I hope it, I hope they keep making movies kind of like this, mm-hmm. the biopic, but I hope they keep it fresh because um, I could see with a lot of rock star stuff, it might get, like, stale. Very Stale formula. Yeah. I know, like, for a fact, their stories are going to be interesting, mm-hmm. but maybe just the whole... Um, way of telling it might kind of become repetitive that like that brings me to another point like obviously Peyton was goofing on me for wanting to see the Elton John John movie yeah but Elton John and Freddie Mercury had like a really similar kind of like life going on because Elton John um he didn't come out as gay as you guys saw like the commercials he was wearing the sparkly fucking Dodgers uniform yeah that was cool he didn't come out as gay until like so much later like, no one knew that dude was gay, and, like, he was hiding it, but not well at all, <laughs> kind of like Freddie Mercury. The first, like, scene, even when he met Mary, he was like, I like your jacket, like, her woman's jacket, and then he goes to the store, and he's trying to buy women's pants. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, I think women's style, this is going to go way off track, but I like women's style, because I think it's more um, flattering towards, like, features. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like a stronger aesthetic than guys' clothes. Guys' clothes 100%. is always really like husky. 100%. Yeah, makes you look. Yeah, <laughs> you guys couldn't see that, so that was stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> throws his shoulders up. Threw my shoulders up. <laughs> Elton John's still alive too. He is still so alive. They might have so more like depth. Yeah, to the story. his mm. will probably be more related to him as a person. Versus how do you end that though? How do you end the story about someone who's still alive? When his music career ended. Uh, it depends on what the story is going to be about because with Bohemian Rhapsody it was about it was a love story really mm-hmm. and they, didn't, they didn't really show he was dying but it, the end of the movie was when he um, was came to terms yeah. with all his lovers yeah and his and story I think it's a love story I think it's a complete love story okay I don't all right. not like a romance but yeah. it's about love yeah about we, who you love yeah. and why I you think love that was the centerpiece that shit hurt man yeah. that was a like, yeah. There was like uh, the one scene. It wasn't the scene where the lamps. It was like. And they're sitting, um, and he's like, I think I'm bisexual. And she's like, oh, yeah. You're gay. And then, like, like you see her kind of break down. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And it really sucked. It really hit home because, like, a few scenes before, he was proposing to her. And yeah. That was, like, and he comes back. Like, they were, like, so intermeshed together. The one, the scene out of that, like, little series that hit me the most was when she, like, was on the phone with him at that truck stop, and she mm-hmm. goes, I love you, and he said, good night, and just hung up the phone. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that, 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 yeah. that hurts. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever done that, you know that does not go over well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. I think they did a good job of, like, displaying all that. 
Yeah, this was back when there were pay phones too. Yeah, so like so it would brew for a while. You people know, could, could be like in constant contact with you. Yeah, she yeah. couldn't call them back and tell them. What a great it. time! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury was a genius. <laughs> I'm gonna start using pay phones only. Guys. Only a pay phone, man. <laughs> yeah. Government can't trace me that way. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> The issue with that is that there aren't payphones. There are any more payphones in there? There's a there, payphone somewhere. There are some payphones, but... Gas stations and stuff. The gas station near my house at home, like in Winston, used to have like three of them. No payphones anymore. There's one there, but it's like a... Like, just kind of like a art piece almost. Like, you Dude, can't yeah. use it. You can't we pay for it. We should get a payphone like in our house. Like a house phone. Dude, that'd be a house phone or so a payphone? Cool. That's two no, different we can things. Just, like, well, like a get house, a house phone, phone that that's designed like, like a payphone. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. That would be really cool. We also have a stoplight. So. Yeah. So Bohemian Rhapsody, anything else we want to say on this movie? Um, yeah, there were a couple of like stylized scenes that I really liked. Um, and I think like if you like um, that aspect of films, you'll like it. Do we know who the director is? I do not. Don't. Okay. Yeah, the scenes that I'm talking about are um, right after another one bites the dust, when he get, he starts going to the gay clubs. Um, the way oh. they use like um, silhouettes in that, and like there's a bunch of like LED like I don't know how to describe the editing in it, but the editing was really top notch. The editing was also top notch when he's giving the interview. And they're asking him all the questions, yeah, and you yeah, can tell he's like, like claustrophobic. Like, yeah, the really close shots on his face, and like, oh wow, okay, guys, the weird haze and cuts. Mm-hmm. It was Brian Singer. Was Brian Singer, the director, because the original director stopped showing up to shoots like last year, so they hired Brian Singer. But this is gonna actually add an element to it. The producer was Jim Beach. Miami. Oh, Miami Beach? The guy, yeah, from the movie. It was the band's actual producer. He, he helped produce the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, you guys hear it. That's, uh, that's been an episode of <laughs> Casual Film Critic. Hey, everybody. Peyton here again. Um, and if you made it this far with us, thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, and if you enjoyed the show, go ahead and subscribe. And you can find us on Twitter at CFilmCritic and on Instagram at CasualFilmCritic. Um, if you have any ideas of things you want us to talk about on the show, movies you want us to watch, uh, you can always send them in to us. Uh, and we appreciate it.